Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt, and thank you for coming again to listen and watch the video, if you're watching on YouTube, to listen to another wonderful guest. And I say this all the time, but I have the best guests on the show. You know, I love talking to people. You guys don't see the conversation before we hit record, but it's always so genuine and lovely. And today is no exception. Today from Cyprus, I am going to be speaking with and want to introduce you to Penelope Magnulianiti. You got it. Hello, I everyone. I said that right. <laughs> you said it. Hello, everyone. Uh, I have a difficult surname, you know. <laughs> it's not easy. Not even Cypriots can pronounce it correctly. So, <laughs> Thank you, Penelope, for, for joining us today. I got to say, it's just past six o'clock here north of Toronto, and uh, it's past midnight where, where Penelope yes. is. So... <laughs> Wow, the dedication to come on the show. I am so excited for her for her to come and and she's here and you know at this late hour. So and she looks so great at midnight. Oh my goodness. But thank you so much for coming and I'd love to, to let you guys know a little bit more about who she is. So, Penelope, she is a certified life coach, published author and creator of The Goddess Diary. And I'm going to ask her what that is exactly. And she's also a motivational speaker. She is so passionate about just making, elevating who we are. And just, she really wants us to believe in ourselves. And she wants us to just feel good about who we are. And I love that message because so many times we listen to what other people think about us. And so many times we believe in those things. And although it's a topic that's being talked about more and more, I don't think you can never get enough of some tips and some just different perspectives about what that all means. So thank you so much, Penelope, again, for, for coming on here. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Aww, thank, thank you, you. so much. <laughs> So Penelope, how did you get started in this field? I know this is a question that you probably get asked a lot on podcasts, but in order for us to understand who you are and where you're coming from, can you tell us a little bit about why this is important to you? This is everything to me is, um, okay, I'm coming from a very strict background and I am 50 years old. Me too. <laughs> Yay. So when I was born in 1972, um, women 
weren't considered equal as men, especially in my country where we are, for those of you that don't know, your listeners, we are a very tiny country in the Mediterranean, very close to Greece and Turkey. So old school, very masculine uh, society, patriarchal society, if I'm, I'm pronouncing it correctly, where women, they were supposed to stay at home, have babies, nothing wrong with that, have babies and making sure that there is always food on the table, their husbands are taken care of and not, nothing else. So I was fortunate enough to have parents that they wanted me to go and get a degree, find a job and not to get married very young. My mother got married when she was 16 years old. Me and my mother, we have 17 years difference. She's 17 years older than me. And I could see her struggles and I could see the pain, the way she was treated. Um, and I remember when I was around six, seven, I remember telling myself, you won't end up like this. Mm. from six, seven years old. And what triggered that was something that my grandmother did. My mother um, made this beautiful dress for me and my grandfather and grandmother didn't like it. So they destroyed it. And it was like, I won't be like this. And as I was growing up, I had people coming and telling my dad, why don't you marry your daughter? She's 18 years old. She's old. Why do you allow her to study? Why don't you take her to the field to do, you know, uh, <laughs> all the field work that they were doing? Why? So they were trying to interfere into my life. And I was hating it. So I became a rebel. <laughs> it was like, I don't want this. I don't want to get married. I want to have a job. I want to be financially independent. I want to study. I'm... So I got myself uh, into corporate. I was working two jobs to attend university. Mm. I was doing it distance learning. Took me eight years to finish my bachelor degree, but I did. <laughs> and then I was, okay, what qualifications do I need to excel in my career? What qualifications do I need to have to become, to get a promotion, to become a manager, to become a leader in my field? What do I need? And every step, every step, Nelly, it was men coming saying, you're a woman, mm. you won't succeed. I had a manager once, I was working in the UK at a point as a private banker. And this manager of mine was refusing to allow me full access on the internet. Huh. And imagine now, 
private banker, so you have to be informed 24-7 about investments and what's going on in the market. And when I asked why, he said, you're a woman, you're going to shop shoes and clothes. <laughs> what an insult. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? It it was making me angry, but it I I am a stubborn woman. And it's like, you watch me. You watch me. And all these challenges and all the judgment that... I had to take on, made me strong, made me determined, but also it caused me to go into um, a non-feeling mode, let's just say. I was shutting down my feelings to survive. Mm. Yeah. And I was becoming more and more masculine. And I found, I found a great man, my husband. And my relationship started to suffer at the point because my emotions were shut down and I was on a mission, even though when I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Even as a young girl, you knew. How I did, knew. Because how did it make you feel when you were, you know, when people were saying that to you? I was hurting, but I also, I was saying to myself, don't allow them to see how much they hurt you. Mm. So nobody knew how, how I felt. They were seeing this determined young lady who had a, who was on a mission, but I was suffering inside mm. uh, because I shut down a big piece of myself. And as women, we, we have feelings and feelings is our uh, nature. We express ourselves with feelings and I was shutting down that piece of me. And it started to causing me pain. It started to causing me overwhelm, extra stress, fatigue. Mm. Until I collapsed. <laughs> and then I said, okay, what do you want and what do you need? Mm. I'm so proud of you. Like just listening to that oh, thank story, you. <laughs> you know, it sounds incredible like your journey but it also sounds lonely when it you was lonely it that was. Time. yeah That's... when people meet me they think i'm an extrovert mm. i am an introvert to the bone <laughs> i love my peace and quiet i love um to recharge by doing the things that i love not necessarily socializing but when I am with people, I give them my full attention. So yeah, nobody can understand unless I, I allow it to show um, how lonely I was back then. I was lonely. I was lonely. And thank God, you know, sometimes they say, 
your path will appear when you're ready. <laughs> Something <laughs> along those lines. I'm translating from Greece, yes. from Greek. Um, I got um, an advertisement leaflet about the Tony Robbins event. Oh, yes. When Tony Robbins was small, <laughs> 2,000 people, 3,000 people, yeah? And I went to that event and I got to ask him a question and he changed my life. I don't know if you're a Tony Robbins fan. People, some, lots of people love him. Lots of people hate him. I, do. I am one of the people that I say he saved my life. Can I he ask one question? Direction. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what was the question that you asked? Do you remember? I think it was around beliefs. Mm. I can't remember exactly. I can see myself mm. as asking him. I, I even remember the clothes that I was wearing <laughs> on that day. I remember him replying to me. And I think it was around belief, how to overcome negative beliefs around that topic. Wow. Because he takes you through the process too, so you can walk on hot coals at the end. So it was during that process that I got to, to ask my question. Mm. And as women, we're taught to suppress our feelings, right? Like oh, yeah. About, and yes, some countries are more strict than others. And you're saying where you live, it was like that right from the beginning. It's funny when it's not funny, but it's interesting when you were speaking, because I was like, oh, my goodness. So we're both 50 and my mom also married at 17. And, you know, girls were supposed to be in the kid. It wasn't as strict. Like I couldn't talk to boys on the phone till I was like 19. So I, I couldn't go mom. out until I was supposed to get married. Yeah. <laughs> my husband now of 27 years used to hide in my garage. So I would come out and sneak outside and say hi to him. And then my mom found out he was there. And she's like, that's enough. You need to come inside, you know, but it was my dad that was really strict and hmm. it does change you. It makes you rebellious. And oh yeah, I love that you didn't give up. I love how far you've come and, and that, you know, I say this a lot, but I do respect people who have had the situation and now come and teach others because I think it's so genuine and inspiring. So thank you for doing that. My pleasure. I love it. I love it. And I have a daughter, she's 12 and I want her to respect herself. Mm. I want her to be strong in her feminine essence, strong and to believe in herself mm. because when we were growing up, <laughs> we had to face, you know, the conditioning and what the society or the culture or even religion, because, you know, our religion, the Orthodox religion is very strict. The Christianity is very, all religions I believe yes. are strict. Um, we had that back then. Now we have all the social media. 
they keep telling you that you're not good enough, that you are lacking something, that unless you have this and you look like this, there is no chance for you. And unfortunately, our teenagers <laughs> believe what they see. They don't know that there are a bunch of filters. <laughs> yes. Photoshop. You yeah. just smile and then you might cry behind the scenes. You know? You know, when you were talking about having to hold that back, you didn't want anybody to get the... um anybody to see what was happening inside. You didn't want to give them the gratification of being right, of knowing that you were struggling with that. And it's so common in women to do Mm -hmm. that because it's, it's, it's looked at as weak and we are so not weak and it shouldn't be men versus women, you know, and I'm hoping that in this world, in this new generation, that we're going to be learning more and more about how to live in the world together where we're equal but I think that there is still a lot of of strictness and um, conditioning. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so happy we're having this conversation today. It's Me too. So- and you know what? When you are say we complete each other, yes, the masculine completes the feminine and vice versa. Mm. It's not either or. And I have masculine traits. My husband has feminine traits. All of us have this. It's the yin and the yang. Yes. Depending where you're standing. If you're a man, you, you must be more masculine. If you're a woman, more feminine. But in this mixed up world that we are living, <laughs> things and, are changing. Yeah. And one doesn't mean better than the other. Superior. Exactly. Exactly. We are equal. So... Some women are more masculine than feminine. It's okay if you feel okay. If you are not trying to suppress Mm. the other part of you. Yeah. Yeah. So many things. Same applies to men. Exactly. Thank you. Because so many things can happen when you suppress your feelings. Exactly. Illness. There's just so many things. And I suppressed my feelings for 12 years when my father died and I ended up having the grief, but also having anxiety, depression, PTSD, all of these things, overeating that came from suppressing feelings. And it's so Mm. unhealthy. You can have addictions, just unhappiness, loneliness, so many things. Yeah. I was was reading the other day that depression, someone said, I can't remember where I read it. Someone said that depression is suppressed our is suppressed emotions that are screaming to come up yeah. and the more you push them down the more depressed you become oh i believe and that they will find a way to surface they will eventually they will either with uh, health issues or you become very angry and you have this anger happening mm-hmm. or you destroy your marriage or you start eating more, drinking more to numb whatever you don't want to feel. Even gambling. 
gambling, be- substances, affairs, shopping that you don't really need. And it's just to numb the pain and feel a little bit of happiness. But at the at, at the end, it will come up. Mm. It will. We all just and, want to feel heard, right? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, this is what I actually this is what I do with my with my clients. Like, what are you afraid of? Really? What is gonna happen if you allow your sadness to surface? What's going to happen? We are scared to sit in our negative emotions, to sit with them and observe and allow them to go through our body. And once they do, they will go. It will um, evaporate, let's just say. (laughs) But we are so scared to allow the negative emotions, again, condition it. They told us, don't cry, don't shout. Mm. Good girls are not loud. Boys don't cry. Why? Mm. Why boys don't cry? Don't they have emotions? Yeah. And don't argue. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) Wow. It's just, I know that you talk about the fears of being perceived as less than, right? Mm. And I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about that because I think that we are afraid. We are afraid of not being accepted. And it's because that's what we were taught. Like you're saying, you know, the, the, the people who influence us as we're growing up and their parents and their parents. And some at some point we have to break that. Yeah. It starts with awareness and it starts with start questioning your thinking and the thoughts that you have around. But two of the biggest fears that a woman has is I am not good enough. And if I am not good enough, I won't be loved. Mm. So we have the tendency not to put ourselves first. And never say no. And the reason that we don't say no to guard our time, to guard our priorities, to do the things that we love to do and we take on so much is that behind in our subconscious mind is this, if I say no, they might believe that I don't know how. Mm -hmm. So I am not good enough. And if I, I, if they believe that I am not good enough, they won't accept me. They won't love me. They won't support me. <laughs> it's sad, you know? Yes, but also, you know what? It's our chance to yes. change it. Once we understand it, we can choose either to keep believing it Mm-hmm. Or stop believing it and adopt a more empowering belief system. We need to get I am worthy. Oh. I'm enough. <laughs> Sorry, Nelia, tell me. Sorry. We need to get angry sometimes. You know, we need to of course. Up. We need to stand up for ourselves. Otherwise, nothing is ever gonna change. Yeah, and it's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel that emotion. It's okay to sit with it and 
become curious. It's like, okay, emotion. Okay, Mrs. Anger, tell me, what do you want me to hear? I'm listening to you. Why are you angry? Tell me. Mm -hmm. I have these conversations with my mind all day long. <laughs> so Penelope, I wanted to talk about, I know that I have heard you speak about the five shifts that changed everything. Mm. Can you tell me a little bit about that so that we can follow it for our own selves? Yeah. As I, as I already mentioned, number one for me is, was to understand that my results were a byproduct of my thinking. Because we tend to believe that our results are determined by our circumstances. It's not true. Our results are determined by our thoughts that we have about our circumstances. A circumstance is neutral. It's the thought that we attach to it. That is going to create a domino effect and give us the result that we are experiencing at this moment. The minute I've understood this, everything started to change. Because if circumstances are neutral, and I will take the example of money. So someone that wants a lot of money and is stressing and is overwhelmed and feels disappointed and have all these thoughts around money, money is bad, money is evil, I will never be able to have the money that I want. Money is, money is neutral. Mm -hmm. The thought, I will never have the money that I want is the cause of everything. Because when you're thinking, I will never have the money that I want, you're feeling disappointed. And when you're disappointed, you are acting a certain way. You might spend more money, the money that you don't have, to feel a little bit happy. You might put everything on a credit card. You might procrastinate because you're feeling sad and disappointed. Mm. You might uh, stop yourself from learning something because you are in a buffering mode, in a disappointing mode. And what result are you creating? No money. So your result is proving your thought. So these are the five things that I've learned. Mm. Circumstances are neutral. Your thoughts are everything. Thoughts creating feelings. Your feelings are causing you to take certain actions. And your result is always there to prove your thought. Mm. So if you want a different lifestyle, if you want a different relationship, if you want a different um result in any area of your life, start paying attention to your thinking. <laughs> yes, we can control that. You know, we can, it might sound easy, but the mind is very sneaky. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. But I think the awareness that you have the ability and the control to change it puts the power back into your own self. And exactly. once you have that, then anything is possible. Yes, totally agree. Anything is possible once you change your thoughts. Because you are going to show up differently from a thought that I don't know how, but I will find a way mm -hmm. than I don't know how to do this. It's impossible. Mm, that's a big word. Impossible. Yeah. So in your business, for example, what would you say, like, how would you get started with somebody who knows that they're not comfortable with the way that things are right now and they want more for themselves, but they're just, they're not, they're a little bit afraid to take that chance. You know, how do you get, how do you sort of have to convince them, but not really. So how do you. It's not about the, me convincing them. Yeah. Uh, it's about me making them see their mind. So I ask lots of questions. I love asking questions during my <laughs> sessions with my client. And we do a life scan. I call it a life scan. So we become aware where we are now, where we want to go. And then there is the bridge that connects the two destinations, the now and the future self, let's just say the future lifestyle. So once we get clear around where we are now, and I want to be there, then the bridge is, is, uh, is the steps that we follow. But those steps, each one of those steps, each one milestone, it's a whole process in itself. Mm -hmm. Because lots of insecurities will come up. Lots of fears, resistance, resentment even. Lots of negative beliefs, conditioning. Everything, it will start coming up. And instead of being afraid, I'm telling my clients, be happy. Finally, they are coming up. They are showing themselves. And once you know what you have to deal with, then we have a strategy. Then we have a plan. Yeah, because sometimes we think it's just us, but it's not. So we're afraid to share. Everybody has them. Everybody exactly. has fears. They're just different than yours. Everybody has, or sometimes they're the same, but everybody has limiting beliefs. Everybody just wants to feel accepted and, and live their life the way that they want. It's so important. We're only on this life for such a short time. And when we allow people to steal the time from us, that is the most precious thing we should never give away. I agree. And I learned that the hard way and it really does change your life. You need to, you know, I don't want people to have regrets. I, a re, regrets to me is one of, it's a very sad thing. I don't want people to have regrets at the end of their life. I wish I had done this. I wish I hadn't done that. We need to appreciate the time that we have right now and use that. Use that to feel better about who we are, to show who we are authentically, to not hide behind men or other women even that are holding us back. Mm -hmm. 
it's so necessary to have the life that we want, a life of fulfillment. And it also, the more we give to ourselves, and that's why I call the podcast Giving Starts With You, the more we can show up for other people that we love. Yes. And that's why everything starts with you. You you need to feel good to be able to become the example for the people around you. Mm. And we have the power to influence up to 300 people around us. So now imagine the, yeah, the ripple effect. So you and me are talking now. I am influencing you. You are influencing me. But behind us, there are another 299. Yes. And each one has another 300 behind. This is how changes happen in the world. It's everything. Everything that we want to accomplish starts with us. And... The only person we can change is ourselves. Mm. That's I cannot change. To learn. Because sometimes, yeah. you know, and I'm guilty of that, you know, newly married and all these things and 23 <laughs> years old. And I was like, you know, we all want to change. Sometimes we have these things in life where we want to change the people around us and we can't. And do we really want to? Do we really want somebody different? No. We just want to learn how to communicate better with each other and to learn from each other and how to exist together where both people are happy. It's not about changing, but sometimes, you know, I try that. I do try it. And I have to admit, it's not a good thing to be doing. And no, because <laughs> I don't like it. If somebody tries to change me, my, you know, my back goes up and mm -hmm. defense mechanisms go up. And so we, we don't want to treat anybody that way as well. No, we don't. But the other thing that I, I realize is that we fall into the trap to try and change, let's just say, our partner mm. to be the, the man or the woman that we've met 10 years ago. But you've changed. Yes. We've changed. We have 10 years of history. I am not that naive little girl that I've met my husband. I am a grown-up woman. So why do I want him to be that naive young man? And each step, each circle of life, concentrate on the good things, on what is working right now, what I am grateful right now, and not what is not working. We are so obsessed with what is not working. And we forget that for every bad thing, there is a good thing. Life is in a balance, but we are obsessed to change the other person. And you can't, unless they decide they want to change. You yeah. can't. So change yourself, become the example that you want to, to see in other people, lead them to inspire them mm. to change inspire them to change. I love that. Thank you for that reminder, because we do need to be reminded. You know, I need to be reminded. We all need to be reminded of that. Um, and what a beautiful gift that is when you love someone and you can allow them to be themselves. The best gift, yeah. the best gift you can give to your partner, to your kids is to love them with their flaws. Nobody is perfect. <laughs> <Give me> goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's yeah. so true because when I look at the the parts of my life that were the saddest for me, they were the moments that I didn't feel listened to. They were the moments that I felt ignored, that I wasn't allowed to be who I am. And I lived in that for many years. And then when you start to question the way you're thinking and, you know, your perception of things, things really do change. And yes, they do. And you know what? We are humans. We are making mistakes. I mean, I am making mistakes. There are times that I catch myself thinking, why does he have to do that? Um. <laughs> and I get irritated with that thought, but then it's like, well, that's him. This is the way that he functions. What are you going to do about you? How are you going to react? Mm. Yeah. But it's happening. I mean, it's not, you know, all beautiful moments in my household. I'm losing it with my kids. <laughs> I am a human being, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, but absolutely. The secret is to stop beating yourself up when you fall into the trap to try to change someone, to shout at them, to demand things that they are unreasonable. Okay, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm not going to judge myself because I am human. Because as women, we are so quick to judge ourselves. Yes. So quick. And what does that show our children? We want our children to love themselves and we want our children to be secure in who they are and to just expand all of these things and just discover all these things about them. And if we're so quick to judge and so quick to be hard on ourselves, what are we teaching them? We really need to step back and, and pay attention to what we're doing and how we're talking to them and our body language and everything. It's all about awareness. We need to be open. To, yeah. to see what's happening and it's okay to say hey I was wrong in that moment it takes a big you know big person to admit that yeah I often say to my kids I am sorry mm. I am sorry I was wrong or I was tired and I didn't handle this very well I am so sorry I apologize to my kids I apologize to my husband as well when I am in fault and I know I am in fault. Mm. And it's not about ego. Mm. In loving relationships, ego has no place. Everywhere actually in life, you shouldn't have ego. You should believe in yourself. You should feel confident with you, but without the ego. The minute ego comes in, it's what's in it for me. Mm. It's, yes, thank you for saying that. I It's not something I think about a lot, but I really appreciate you saying because it, it makes a lot of sense. It, it really, really does. And, you know, like one of my fears, for example, is being so closed off and closed-minded that people don't feel comfortable talking to me. Mm. That's when I know if, if that ever happens, that's when I know, okay, some things have to change here because I want my teenage son to be able to feel comfortable. And there are days that, you know, we don't because he's a teenager and I'm a mom, but you know, I would like those opportunities to be there. I would like the opportunities to be open. So 
it benefits me, but it also benefits him and any relationship really that we're in. But if we don't start with feeling better about who we are and questioning our beliefs, like, is it really true? Or is this what I've been taught to believe? Then I, I think that has to be the starting point. So that's why I'm, I'm really happy that we were talking about this because you do have to claim what you want. Nobody else yeah. is going to do it for you. Yeah, exactly. And you need to know what you want. You. Who you want to be. What do you want to do? And stop trying to live the life of someone else. But for some people, those are big questions to answer. And that's why there's certain things, certain ways, and certain people that we have to work with, like yourself, like me, who will help you get through those things. It is a process because a lot of people don't know what they want. And that's just a huge conversation in itself. That takes work too. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, and it comes from always relying to someone else to find the solution for you. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, at some point in your life, you decided that you are weak, that you are not capable of finding your own solutions, that you need help, and you don't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> true, it's true. You got to go back and find those those spots. You know exactly. For what happened, I think you would be an incredible person to work with. I hope that the listeners agree and they're listening to you. I think you're so full of wisdom and passion because I you can just tell why you're in this business. You know, it's not just work for you. It's personal. It's so much more. It's how you live your life. It's it's where you came from and where you're headed. You know, and I yeah. love that. I love that so much. You know what? For me, I work long hours. And it's what what you just said is not work for me. It's my passion. Mm. I mean, right now it's almost 1 a.m. for me. <laughs> and I'm okay. And I will be up in four hours. And I am okay because I love this. I love. And for me, it's, it's like if I can help, if I say something and I can help, one person today for me it's a win mm. and it's, it's gonna help more than one person I can tell you <laughs> and you know sometimes people say that I'm like it's not enough it is enough to help one person but it's not enough because I know your message is going to help so many more people and even if it only does help one person one person is one life. Sometimes we take that for granted. It's one mother who has children, who has spouses, who has a career, who has, it's a life, a life. I don't know. I find that in 2022, life is taken for granted everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. a life is so precious. It's so unique to that person. It has so much beauty in it and so many things that are, we're meant to do on this earth. And the way, you know, society is these days, it's, it's really just thrown to the side, you know, and it's not, people don't really think about what a life is to be alive. And yeah, but I know you're going to help more than one person for sure. Thank you. Thank you. It's because we are forgetting that we have an expiry date. Mm. 
And that's why we need to live every day fully. Yes. Every day. Yeah, we Show shouldn't dwell on it, right? We shouldn't mm-hmm. always think about death, but we have to keep it in mind. Because when you remember that, you will live. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like a game. You know, my son plays these <laughs> games and it's you're dead, you push the button and there is the new life for you. <laughs> this is not real life. <laughs> there is no res- reset button there. So why wasting it? Why not doing the things that we love? Why not have the smiles every day? Why not decide today, right now, that yes, I am going to start living. We work so hard and we don't enjoy our life. Yeah. <laughs> I love this conversation so much. I love it's it too. <laughs> passionate about, oh, I love it so much because it's so important. Important. I know I keep saying that for lack of a better word, but it will change how people look at their life, how people feel about themselves, resulting in them getting exactly what they want. And there's nothing better than that. Yeah. But whether people agree or not, they don't need to agree with how you choose to live your life. They exactly. have their own. Let them make decisions for themselves. Yeah. Is there anything so, that we didn't talk about today that <laughs> you want to talk about? We could go forever. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I think we covered the basics. Um, if your listeners have questions, any comments, let them give it to us and we can reply. Um, I'm more than happy to help any, any way I can. And I love this conversation. It's so refreshing and so beautifully and empowering. And I really enjoyed this hour. Oh, it's an hour almost. I know. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much. And my I pleasure. Did, you're so lovely, honestly. I just, you know, the internet has made us possible to meet each other. And it's something I don't take for granted because... I never would meet, you know, people on the other side of the world otherwise. And I'm just so grateful. And Mm. um, I'm definitely, you know, I do listen, even though I'm the host and I do these shows, I do listen back to the episodes quite often because I always learn something new from my guests. And I'm sure that that's going to be the case with you. And I know I want to tell the audience, um, you have um, been very generous in offering a free mastermind. Mm-hmm. So, yes. <clears throat> um, if they go to penelopemagulianiti.com forward slash gift, they will be able to access a mastermind. I think it's around 40 minutes. It will help them do the life scan that I was talking about earlier on. And also, if they want to um gain clarity around their thinking around their mind around what's going on in their head they can book a call a free breakthrough call with me 45 minutes where i can take them through a process to really understand what's going on yeah. and what Thank is stopping you. That's them very generous i've signed up already so 
cool. <laughs> for the mastermind. Yeah, I started watching it already and it's very good. So I suggest everybody goes on there. And if you go on to the show notes, I'm going to have all of uh, Penelope's links. You can follow her on social media. You know, we all need support in order to share our message. This isn't about yeah. her. This isn't about me. This is about changing how women think. This is about changing how men think about how they treat women. This is about changing everything in our lives and share the message, share the message with, you know, other women and friends and even with your spouse. I think they will all learn something from this. This is a conversation that needs to happen and needs to happen more often. And we do need to seek help sometimes to get the answers that we're looking for. And Penelope seems so easy to work with. So if you guys are listening, honestly, like follow her, learn from her. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait for this to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It was a great conversation. A great conversation. Thank you. Thank You're you. so easy to talk to. Oh, honestly, so much. It's just two friends talking, you know, that's yeah, yeah. People need to feel like they're the same as us. Like, no matter what stage of life you are, what stage in your story, what stage in your transformational journey, we're all human beings and we all want to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. We all want to feel accepted and feel loved. Before we go, I have a quick question for you. Tell me, what would you say is the biggest gift? you ever gave to yourself that changed how you felt about who you are? When I start believing I am worthy, mm. I, I didn't believe that, you know, all these messages that I was getting because I was a woman, I was a girl, but also I had a very difficult teenage early young age because my dad went bankrupt and they were judging me mm. so I wasn't good enough because my dad didn't have money I wasn't worthy enough because my dad had financial struggles you know all those things so I believed them yeah and it was until I actually started working and doing the work that I work now with my coach that everything changed. You know, I am worthy. I can do this. I started putting boundaries. I started saying no, even to my kids. When I'm tired and when I need to get out of this house, it's just bye-bye. I will see you. <laughs> I went on strike once. I did that too. Did you? <laughs> I put a big sign in my driveway. I think my son was eight or nine. Mother on strike. I got myself a coffee. I sat down and the mothers were going on the street clapping for me. And my son would open the door and he's like, but mommy, I need a drink. I'm like, mother on strike. I had the sign and everything. I just <laughs> drive. I go to a coffee shop and I, they they don't see me for three, four hours <laughs> and it's me time, you know? You have to, you have to. Yeah, exactly. I forgot to ask you quickly, can you tell us before we go, The Goddess Diary? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Goddess Diary 
I love I love journals. I love journals. I love diaries. I have them, you know, I have lots of them around me in this office. And I was trying to find a system to help me self-care, set priorities, give positive messages to myself, have my work schedule. Because I am more writing, I love to write. Mm -hmm. So uh, one day I sat down and said, okay, what do you need to do to make this work? And I created the Goddess Diary. It's a 90-day scheduling tool. It comes in four colors. If you allow me to show it to you. Yes, absolutely. This is the Goddess Diary. It's velvet. Love it. But inside... Apart from morning rituals, evening rituals, it has evaluation. I'm evaluating my week. I am evaluating my month. So I know where I'm going and how things are working. I can, honestly, it's my, my best companion every day. And the fact that I, I keep producing so many things it's because I have this system in place and it's great. <laughs> Yay. All right. Where can we find them if anybody wants to purchase them? Um, there is a website. It's called thegoddessdiary.com. Um, let them go. Our listeners go there, have a look. And then um, if they have a problem, they let them send me a message. Okay. And I will I will guide them how to do it. That's great. Thank you so much, Penelope. Honestly, I had such an enlight- enlightening conversation with you. And thanks for staying up till 1 a.m. <laughs> My pleasure. I feel so energized now, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.